Today's video is brought to you by Candid. Hey brother! Ben, Elsa has always had a confusing set of powers. I mean, it feels straightforward, like yeah, she can shoot ice from her hands, that's about it. But it is just so much more complicated than that. Let's review. Yes, she can shoot ice from her hands. She can create ice sculptures, which are small and detailed, like the sexton, or giant and massive, like her ice castle. And honestly, between those two, I'm not sure which is more impressive. Like, this device is capable of what I'm assuming is scientific accuracy. But she builds that castle within seconds with, to my knowledge, very little architectural training. You think she had enough closets in that castle? Because people always forget to account for storage. But then people come over and they're like, where can I put my coat? And you're like, oh, I guess uh, the guest room? Although the castle is made of ice, so maybe you don't need somewhere to put your coats because obviously when you're there, you're just gonna be wearing the coat. But then you feel like maybe she should be providing the coats because like it's maybe rude to assume that the cold doesn't bother them also. But closets aside, her powers go from really cool eh, to OP real fast. Like she can make it flurry or make it snow or make it blizzard or change the season. She can make a sky full of runes. She can create life. <laughs> She can restore moments in time via water-based memory. And of course, how could I leave this one out? She can travel faster than the speed of sound. Yeah, you heard me. Or, well, I don't know, maybe you didn't if there was like a sonic boom or something, but I assure you, Elsa is super sonic. Guys, before we dive on in today, I need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Candid. Guys, there hasn't been a ton to smile about this year, but things are getting better. I, for one, have enjoyed a lot of the extra free time I've had to play outside with my son in our backyard, which is slowly turning into a mini water park. I mean, come on, how could you not smile at that? Which brings me to Candid. Do you have a megawatt smile to show off? No? Well, not to worry. My voice sounded kind of infomercially there, hold on. A lot of people wonder, how do clear liners actually work? Well, this is how. First, Candid gets a look at your teeth by sending you a starter kit, which you can complete from home. Then, using that information, they create a treatment plan or a plotted map of how your teeth will move through the process. Then, your aligners are just 3D printed, mailed to you, you put them in and begin to work on that brand new smile. The aligners are comfortable, removable, and best of all, invisible. And your progress is monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who is an expert in tooth movement. Average treatment plans are just six months, which really isn't that long, but the even better news is that you'll start seeing progress way before then. If you're ready to start taking your first steps towards your dream smile, you can get started today with Candid's risk-free starter kit from the comfort of your own home and $75 off. Simply go to candidco.com SCB and use promo code SCB for $75 off. Again, that is candidco.com slash scb promo code scb link is in the description down below well i hope you guys are ready for a math video because we totally paid the math budget this month okay so we have talked before about how we thought thematically arendelle should have been destroyed at the end of frozen 2 and of course by destroyed i just mean literally rebuilt one scene later in a more inclusively themed city that was representative of both the arendellians and the north Uldra people but no, of course, Elsa saves the city by summoning an ice wall, which I have to say, I still take issue with. I mean, come on, this is a lake-sized tidal wave and she just stops it cold? I was actually initially trying to figure out whether the ice wall could stop the wave by comparing like the mass and force and speed of the water versus the tensile and or compact strength of ice. But then I remembered, <laughs> oh yeah, I did not major in physics. And also we're dealing with a ton of unknown variables 
and magic and possibly space ice, but more on that in a second. So I abandoned that particular track of thinking, although open letter to Veritasium or Smarter Every Day or any other awesome science channels out there, if you want to help us answer that, you know, we're like, hey, come on, folks. But I will say what I did end up learning about ice is that there's like actually 18 or so different ways ice can freeze and each different way is cleverly labeled ice one, ice two, ice three, etc. But before you go start dazzling your friends with this wonderful bit of trivia, let me just tell you that all ice on earth is ice one. And all the other kinds of ice are basically just what you might call space ice or only created in a lab ice. That said though, if I had to guess, I would say Elsa's ice wall is actually ice 11. Ice 11 is another kind of hexagonal ice, which we actually know her ice wall to be because we can see the shapes in it. And ice 11 is pretty much exactly like ice one, except that it is literally 1 million times stronger, which is making me start to think that it is indeed possible Elsa could have the wave. But magic space ice aside, the fact that she stops the wave isn't even the most impressive thing that she does. I mean, after all, she is the embodiment of the very essence of ice in nature, so the fact that she could command any kind of ice feels pretty basic if you ask me. He says after leaving a bag of ice out on his counter last night, losing a whole day's worth of freezing work. Okay, fine. Elsa is significantly more impressive than basic, but my point is that her making the ice wall isn't the impressive thing. The impressive thing is that she's in the right place to make the ice wall. Like physically, how does she get in front of the wave on her horse? Allow me to explain. Now, when you're watching the movie, the tidal wave gets to Arendelle so quickly and the travel montage from Arendelle to the Enchanted Forest goes by so fast, you might think the two places really aren't that far apart. Like it really felt to me, it was only like a few miles up north. And the reason it took as long as it did to get there is because they had a single reindeer pulling three people in a snowman. But that is not the case. It is way more than just a few miles. In a wonderful twist of fate, Frozen 2 actually provides a with a very clear and easy to read map, complete with longitude and latitude lines that shows exactly where the dam is in relation to Arendelle. And guys, I just cannot tell you how often stuff like this does not happen when you're writing theory videos. I feel like I've spent half my life just staring at blurry calendars and maps and diagrams and made up languages trying to figure out what they mean. So to whoever put this map in the movie, thank you. Anyway, the map marks Arendelle right here at just above 62.25 degrees latitude and the dam is here at roughly 63.4 degrees of latitude higher. That's 1.15 degrees apart. And according to Google, latitude lines are all roughly 69 miles apart. So after applying some very well paid for math, it means Arendelle and the dam are 79 miles apart. Meaning the tidal wave Elsa is stopping has traveled quite some distance and fast. From the moment the breaking of the dam breaks the spell to when the wall is formed, 60 seconds of in-movie time have passed. Which means after a little more math math math, the water is traveling a solid 1.3 miles per second. Now to give you some idea of just how fast 1.3 miles per second is, you could literally cut metal with water 
at that speed. In fact, there are machines that do this exact thing by using water that is pressurized and accelerated to 2,500 feet per second. And again, at that speed, it is cutting metal. And while 2,500 feet per second might sound really fast, there's actually 5,280 feet in a mile, meaning that pressurized metal cutting water is only traveling 0.47 miles per second. That's like less than half the speed the tidal wave is moving. Now, I don't wanna to get too technical here, but I'm pretty sure that if you were in front of that wave of water, you would end up uh, disintegrated. Like it is almost definitely a requirement that Elsa is using Ice 11, AKA Space Ice, AKA is only found in the upper atmosphere of Neptune and or Uranus and or Pluto. I have to say, I'm also impressed with the wave for moving this fast because there's this little open section of water it passes through before continuing down the fjord. And it doesn't seem like it loses any speed at all. But that still doesn't make the wave itself more impressive than Elsa because if you will recall, she has to catch up to the wave and is starting from significantly further away. Elsa is starting way up here in Atahan at call it 64 and a half degrees latitude. So that's actually closer to 155 miles away as the crow flies, but we'll go ahead and give her that. We'll give her the shortest distance. That means Elsa and the horse are traveling a solid 2.58 miles per second, which for reference is about 9,300 miles per hour. The speed of sound, on the other hand, is an embarrassing 767 miles per hour. <laughs> So for Elsa to start at the same time as the wave, catch it and make the ice wall in just one minute, it means she is traveling at roughly 12 times the speed of sound. And that is booking it. It also means that after she stops the wave and comes galloping back to see Anna back in the Enchanted Forest, that was just a quick 79 mile trot on her new buddy after sprinting 155 miles. No big deal. I suppose it is worth pointing out that it is the horse that is doing the traveling, not Elsa herself, but Elsa's body certainly does seem able to at least withstand the forces. Or should I say withstand the horses? Oh, can I get a high five? No. I suppose that is conceivable though. I mean, when we launch rockets into space, they're traveling at 4.9 miles per second. But at the same time, you know, astronauts are also being protected by the rocket itself and like a bazillion safety protocols and aren't riding bareback on a horse through a magical tidal wave. So, you know, who's to say which is more impressive? Look, NASA, all I'm saying is you're investing in the wrong kind of horsepower. Oh! Have you considered taming a water demon is all I'm saying, just putting it out there. Plus. I mean, why go to space at all when you can just summon your own space ice? Am I right? But there you go, guys. Proof that Elsa and her horse are indeed supersonic. Ben, my question for you and everyone else is, if she made a big enough ramp and got a big enough head start, do you think she could catapult herself to the moon? Let me know your thoughts in the towel section down below. Guys, thanks as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and ding that bell so you don't miss any future Frozen content from us. If you want to see the truth about the history of of the dam and Frozen 2, you can check out this video right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother.